Hello, Sebastian Lacido here. Welcome to 5-Minute Fresh Start. I'm in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 34. It says, Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them you will kill, others you will crucify, and some of them you will scourge in, in your synagogues and persecute in your cities from city to city. That on you may come all the righteous blood that was shed on the earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Barcaiah, who is murdered between the temple and the altar. Assuredly, I say to you, all of these things shall come upon this generation. I'm going to stop there for a second, just explain what's going on here. We're, we're entering, uh, first of all, Matthew chapter 23 is the, is the chapter where he really gets into the face of the religious leaders. He says, woe to you, you blind guides. Woe to you, you shut heaven up. Woe to you, you lead people into sin and into hell. And this is the end of it. And we're going to get into the end time sort of discourse that he has in Matthew chapter 24 and 25, where they ask him the three questions. But the thing that's interesting here is that Jesus is telling them that the righteous blood shed from Abel, the first death, all the way to that time is coming upon that generation. And uh, on top of all, we know it's that generation because the Zechariah that's in the scripture here is not Zechariah the prophet. It's Zechariah the father of John the Baptist. Many believe, there's different commentaries on this, but many believe that, that, uh, that John the Baptist was a type of the Messiah. I mean, because he was so called out and so, um, you know, visible, and because his birth was, was uh, really uh, well, well known, Jesus was more obscure, right? And John's uh, father went into the temple and came out and he couldn't speak until John was born. And so there's a, a lot of different commentary. The Bible really doesn't tell us what happens there, but he's pronouncing judgment now. And what I want you to see is that it's all about Jerusalem, even though Israel is a necessity, right? Israel became a nation in 1948, but it didn't control Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the key in, to the time clock of end time scripture. Verse 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, <clears throat> the one who kills the prophets and stone those that are sent to her. Often I wanted to gather you together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you did not, right? You were unwilling. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you that you shall not see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So Jesus now gives two prophetic things. One is the desolation of Jerusalem, which he's going to explain in the, in the next three verses here in Matthew 24. And the other is his return when Israel embraces him when he returns, because all of Israel will be saved, right? And so verse 20, uh, chapter 24, verse 1, Jesus went out and departed from the temple with his disciples, came to show him the buildings of the temple. Jesus said to them, do you not see these things? As surely I say to you, one stone shall not be left upon another, that shall not be thrown down, talking about the destruction of the temple in 70 AD when the Romans under Titus came in and destroyed the temple. Now he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be? That's the destruction of the temple. It's addressed in Luke chapter 21, not here. What is the sign of your coming? What will tell us your coming is near and the end of the age? What will it be like near the end of the age? So Jesus goes through this entire discourse uh, laying out in, in four different sections the signs and what it will be like when he comes back. But the interesting thing that ties Jerusalem in 
is verse 32 of Matthew 24. It says, now learn the parable of the fig tree. Now the fig tree is Israel, but it's also Jerusalem. When its branches are already become tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. So you also, when you see all of these things, know that redemption is at the door, in Luke it says, but know that it's near. You know, assuredly I say to you that this generation by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but word will not pass away. So if you look at this, he describes the destruction of the temple in verse 3. In verse 15, he talks about the rebuilt temple because that he says, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, that's Antichrist going into the temple, which means it has to be rebuilt between verse 3 and verse 15, spoken of by Daniel, a prophet standing in the holy place. Whoever reads, let him understand. Then you get into great tribulation. So, you know, when you look at history, the building, the temple it was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, hang on, let me turn my thing off here. So by Nebuchadnezzar, and then also, um, then also it was rebuilt, spoken of in Daniel, um, before Jesus came on the earth. Then Jesus was on the earth, then it was destroyed again, right, the city and the temple. But then the city and the temple will be rebuilt again for the Antichrist. And so the prophetic clock started in 1967, not 1948. Jerusalem is the sign. And so one generation could be 100 years, it could be 70 years, it could be 52 years, or it could be 40 years. And I, my choice is 70 years. So that puts us pretty close to the return of the Lord. Anyway, thank you for watching. Three things. Please share this. Please follow us and please like this. That helps us with the social media metrics. The other thing that is becoming extremely important because they're censoring us again is connect with us. It's free. Go to our website, watchersoftruth.com. It's in the description of your teaching. Click on it. Become a free member. It doesn't cost you anything, but you're connected with us in case we're eradicated from uh, certain channels, right? And so uh, you'll have access to all of our curriculum. You'll have access to all of our uh, tools, all for free. You'll get emails from us on notes and our private blog, which comes out every Friday. It'll, it's all free. Make sure you do this because we're, we're getting, I think we're going to run up into issues uh, in the next year or so with this. And then the last thing is our prayer is for 400 new $25 or more donors in 2023. We're getting, you know, we're getting three or four. I got three or four yesterday, right? And so I got three yesterday. So please pray about joining us at $25 or more a month and just, you know, uh, see if the Holy Spirit moves you to do that. If you can't afford 25, you could, 10 is the lowest that we, we, our system will accommodate. Anyway, pray about joining us on our journey to teach what's coming and, and how we can get in and through it. Anyway, God bless.